The Average Joe Podcast. Welcome to episode three, where I will be talking about childhood friends, fatigue, and long term effects of lockdown. Have you ever thought about how experiences as a child affect you now as an adult, adulting, trying to get by with life? Have you ever wondered whether you are a victim of childhood trauma? Well, one thing I wanted to discuss right now is uh, let's be open about the word trauma. Yes, uh, I don't want to I don't want to trigger anybody, so I'm not going to mention too many things, but there's a lot of bad things that happen to children, right? However, sometimes we're quick to dismiss certain experiences from being a child as uh, maybe a sign of weakness if we dwell on it too much. So one thing I wanted to discuss today um Again, a lot of the times when I, I speak about subjects, it's a way of me venting and getting things off my chest, but it's also a way to promote conversations amongst listeners. A childhood trauma that until recently I'd not really thought much about until, well, let's say in the last three years I started blogging about it is friends. Let's not underestimate the power that a good friend has on us as a child. Just think about that for a minute. As a child, what is the thing that we try to promote amongst our children? If you're a parent, we want them to feel safe, we want them to have fun. We want them to uh, learn through play and experiences and we want them ultimately to feel that safe that they can be themselves, uh, not to feel nervous, anxious or scared. Anxiety is bad enough when we get that through life experience, never mind uh, instilled in children I grew up and I didn't really have what you'd call a close knit group of friends I didn't even have a best friend so I look back now and I don't I, I couldn't tell you what my best friend's name were when I was 10, 11, 12 up until being 15, 16, I still didn't have what I'd call a best friend. I have a best friend now. Uh, I met him when I was 17. And I have lots of friends now. But, as a result of experiences with so-called groups of friends as a child, that has had an impound, an impact on my life now. They made me feel stupid. They used to single me out. 
they weren't necessarily bullies. I wasn't bullied. I didn't have what you'd call a crap childhood. But they did leave me out on purpose, purposefully. And they did single me out on a on a daily basis. A couple of experiences. And don't get me wrong, I know people are going through lots worse. But a couple of experiences just to put you in a picture. My mum was fantastic. She used to arrange so much stuff when we were a child. And in the school holidays in particular, we'd have sleepovers wherever possible. She'd arrange parties. The list goes on. One school holiday, I remember Jumanji had just come out at the cinema. And we're talking the original Jumanji, Robin Williams, the classic. And I asked three close friends, or what I would have called close friends at the time, if they would like to go. My mum would pay, my mum would buy ice cream, and they can stay over. All three said no. Individually, um, I didn't approach them as a group, they all said no. I was gutted. So anyway, I've got two brothers, and my mum took us three anyway. And when we got there, these three so-called friends had gone together. They ignored us. And they had a sleepover. And I wasn't invited. I was absolutely gutted. Another example was they all supported Sheffield Wednesday um, when we were growing up. And an uncle of mine bought me a Sheffield Wednesday T-shirt. You might remember the one. It was uh, blue and white, obviously, but then they had Sanderson as a, uh, as a sponsor. And I couldn't wait to wear it because I'd never had a football shirt before. My dad didn't really follow anyone. I didn't go to any games and I didn't watch TV uh, football on TV. So I wore it the next time I went to the park. One of them had a Manchester United goalkeeper jersey on and the other one just had a red T-shirt and they all started laughing. Bearing in mind they were all Sheffield Wednesday fans. I wanted the ground to swallow me because I thought I'd done something wrong. And they all laughed and they all said, oh, we're Man United fans now. At that point, I'd not even heard of Manchester United because I didn't really follow football close enough. I can't remember my exact age, but I know now that Cantona was playing at the time. So I went away, crying. And that weekend, I went to my uncle's and I watched football. And the football that was on TV was Manchester United versus Ipswich. Man United went on to win 9-0. Eric Cantona had his collar turned up and then I was won over. So as it happened, I used to collect football stickers and in one of the packs I got, I got Lee Sharp, Andre Kanchelskis and Peter Schmeichel. And I couldn't wait to share them and show them with my so-called friends. I went round to their house um, for pizza night and there was the four of us there, the three that I mentioned earlier, and then me. I brought the cards out, and when I turned up to this sleepover, I just got a normal T-shirt on, and they all had Sheffield Wednesday T-shirts on. 
And I got these Man United cards and they all started calling me an idiot, saying, why would you have them and why would you be so excited about them? We're all Sheffield Wednesday fans. So I made the decision then that from that day forward, I was a Man United fan and stuffed them. They made me, on a continuous basis, feel uncool and unwanted. Last experience I wanted to, to show, share with you is one of the boys lived at the other side of Sheffield. So one time we went there and there was three of us this time, me, him and one of the others. And we went into Millhouse's Park at the other side of Sheffield. And I didn't know the area. The boy that lived over there had got three bikes. He was a bit wealthier than us. So we all went out on the bikes and one of them tripped me off the bike. So I fell flying on, flat on my face, cut all my chin and my elbows and they rode off and left me there. I was absolutely terrified. I couldn't find my way out and I was just crying on my own. Eventually I got back to the main road and found my way to his house and immediately asked if I could go home. But do you think that such experiences like that, uh, that may be classed as trauma, it may not, I don't, I'm not sure, I'm not a doctor, but do you think they go on to affect us as adults? Well, I do, and this is why. I believe wholeheartedly, because I grew up with what I would call a best friend or quality friends, I still believe now, deep down, that I don't deserve a best friend now. I've got lots of friends um, I'm married, we've got lots of couple friends, but I often find myself wanting to what I call escape the room. So just think about that expression, escape the room. In some instances, I don't even want to go or turn up. Escape the room is the terminology that I use in my mind usually, and it's a term for not wanting to be there. Now, my friends are great, but sometimes I feel that the friends will be having conversations that I don't feel part of. I've definitely got different tastes to them and different desires. I'm very much into the outdoors and they're not really. I'm into different music and, and whatnot. But fundamentally, we have a great time and a good laugh. But at times, I just find myself wanting to escape that room. So what does that mean to you? Well, for me, what that means is often I've gone into another room of the house, sat in a different living room or in the kitchen. I've, if we're out in town, I might go to that next bar early. Sometimes I've gone for a walk and other times I've even gone home. And then I find myself on the way home regretting my decision to leave because I know that it looks weird. I want friends. I want friends, you know. I, I, I want to be accepted. But sometimes I just feel absolutely worthless and I think I'm a loser and I think I don't deserve it. But the more often you tell yourself that you don't deserve it, the more you're going to believe it. One mindset change I am working on really hard is to tell myself that I do deserve it, that I am good enough, that I am a good dad, that, I, that I'm a good boss at work, that 
to work hard. I know there's much worse things happening to children. Maybe you've had a similar experience to mine or worse. Well, I'm here to listen. Hopefully as we grow my audience and we grow together as a community, we can listen to each other. And I'd love it if you shared your stories below, if you feel that you can. A quick note on fatigue. A, a, a subject that I will be talking about on a regular basis is us as adults, as parents, as maybe people struggling with mental health. We we carry on going, don't we? What I mean is we, we still go to work on the days where we just want to draw the curtains and go back to bed. We still get up and parent and look after the kids when we, we might not really fancy it. Sometimes we go above and beyond and we're, we're good friends. We're reliable people. But dealing with anxiety, mental health issues, the pressures of life all have an effect on us every day. When was the last time you checked in on yourself? When was the last time, instead of doing that extra errand, picking up the toys for the kids, taking them to swimming, catching the train home, when was the last time you thought to yourself, do you know what, tonight I'm going to put me first, fire on, log burner on, you know, glass of wine, TV on, or a nice bath. When was the last time you did that? Have an early night. Read a book instead of hours of Netflix and chilling. Why? I find myself in that rat race at the moment, up early, cold, dark mornings, public transport, long days at the office, spending a lot of time with a friend at the moment, supporting him and his wife going through something. And I'm not giving myself any attention. I can't remember the last time I went to the gym. I don't do anything for myself. I didn't have a bath, you know, like just a nice bath, relaxing. It's always a quick 30-second shower. When was the last time I just did a bit of stretching on an evening just to unwind? Put yourself first, just for half an hour or an hour. The other things will wait for that, for that short period of time. Walking from the train this morning to work, to the office... I just felt absolutely shattered. It's only Tuesday. I felt dead on my feet. It is not worth flogging ourselves to the point where we make ourselves ill. Dark eyes. Have a nice meal, a salad, not just a Mackey's. I'm supposed to be going to a friend's house tonight with my wife and I've I've just cancelled it. I know after my last chat about friends it sounds a bit strange but tonight I just need a night to myself feet up a cuddle with the wife and an early night don't forget to check on your fatigue the struggle my friends is real I was on Twitter yesterday and the day before and the day before that Scrolling, I try and get involved with quite a few conversations. Look me up on there, average underscore Joe. 
Joe with a zero instead of an O. Find me and let's have a chat on Twitter. I was scrolling through there and I couldn't believe the amount of messages, tweets that were about lockdown fatigue. The growing anxiety that's come on because of lockdown and the long-lasting effects of lockdowns. And I'm thinking, well, it's quite a while since we've had a lockdown now. Is this really a thing? I know for myself that it's not necessarily a thing uh, where I'm thinking about lockdown and I don't feel like it's affected me. But when you actually turn around and have a look at it, look at it maybe it has because... Listen, right, at the beginning of lockdown, I thought the first one in that summer, what were it, 2021, uh, the first lockdown, I absolutely loved it. I'd been dealing with quite a lot of anxiety and panic attacks leading up to that first lockdown. Not because of COVID, but because of my own struggles. I'd had a massive panic attack about six months before, uh, which had left me absolutely drained for weeks. And then lockdown has come. We weren't allowed to see people and make arrangements. We weren't allowed to go out. And I absolutely loved it, you know. Oh, absolutely, this is fantastic. Best thing that's ever happened to me. My, the, the job I were in, I was classed as a key worker. So the shifts, there were a shift pattern brought in to make sure that we're only 50% in the office, so we were distanced. So we were doing uh, 6 until 12 and 12 until 6. And it was fantastic either way. One week, we were up early, but I were home for lunchtime. So they were sat in garden, gin and tonics, go for a walk in woods with, with my kids, bike rides, more gin and tonic, go to bed, get up, do it again. And it was absolutely brilliant. The week... The week after, it'd be 12 till 6, so in the morning, it was like a laser round with kids, get them to school, have breakfast uh, with the wife. I did a bit of a little business going through lockdown, and I just generally felt like I got much more time on my hands. But then, you know, you get to the, the winter lockdowns, and then there were more lockdowns, and then COVID lasted a lot longer than we all thought it would. Then it was, should I get a vaccine or shouldn't I get a vaccine? I don't care which one you you go down. I had them, other people don't. But is this lockdown hangover almost a real thing? I'm just on the BBC website at the moment. There's an article which I'll share below. And this article is called Coronavirus, the Possible Long-Term Mental Health Impacts. And about halfway down, there's a subtitle, What Long-Term Problems Will Be Linked to COVID-19? And then one paragraph says, Chronic loneliness brought on by social isolation or a lack of meaning in life during a pandemic is another major concern. Like I said, I'm going to link that article. You can have a read. It's, it's quite an interesting read. But chronic loneliness, it was something I'd never even heard of before. A lack of meaning. Again, we've often gone through these periods in life where not a lot means a lot to us. 
How have you felt since lockdowns? Have you felt isolated? What have you done about it? It's all good and well saying I'm lonely. And I get it, you know, like some people, they get stuck and they feel trapped and, and then that's that. They find it difficult to move on. And who are we to kind of question that? We, we can only be there to support such people. I urge you that if you're feeling a chronic loneliness and a lack of meaning, these are exactly the kind of things we should be talking to our friends about. I personally, a long-lasting effect for me is anxiety, uh, and it's not because of fear of COVID. It's not from the lockdowns as such. But we spent that much time on our own as a family that now when we, whenever we do anything with big groups of people, I do have at time, time to time really bad anxiety. I can feel myself getting emotional now. A few weeks ago, we went to a party. I'm going to have to have a little drink, sorry. Um, just one moment, let's have a glass of water. Apologies about that, I broke up and started crying. I'm back again and hopefully I'll hold it together. But you can see how much it means to me, this subject. I, I think I got to the point where I went to a party, took the kids and I didn't really want to go, but... The kids really needed to get out and there were a party went on to a disco and it was just friends at a pub in the function room. So I thought, oh, it can't be that bad. And I got there and I found out after, but when I got there, there was 200 people there and I just froze at the doorway. Um, the kids saw their friends, so they all ran off. They were all happy. And I went into the toilets and I was sick. And then I ended up going into the bar area out of the function room and sitting in a corner on my own for about an hour. And I just couldn't cope with it. And it's definitely as a result of 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 being on, my, on our own for best part of two years, not having them scenarios. I used to get anxious about things, but never to that point. And it's scary. I was, I was sat on the... The, the floor of the cubicle just wondering like what am I doing to myself why am I here why am I acting like this thinking I'm a loser and I'm useless and I'm not the fact that I went there when I didn't want to go proves that I'm not a loser I'm a good dad and I look after my kids no doubt you're all in a similar situation and doing similar things and looking after your kids and putting yourself in these situations that you don't necessarily want to be in. Keep going, keep talking, we can do this. Thank you for listening to an, another episode. I hope that you found some useful tidbits in there. And just please remember that I cannot do this show without you without people listening and I please ask that you, you follow and as usual I want to finish the episode with a dad joke of the day 
Here goes, I hope you like it. Where do you learn how to make ice cream? Sunday school, of course. Thanks again. You've been listening to the Average Joe podcast.